There are many ways people listen to Vision, including in cars through the Vision app. The Vision app is compatible with Apple CarPlay and Android Auto. So if you have mobile coverage, you can stream any of Vision's live radio channels in crystal clear quality and enjoy a growing range of on-demand podcasts all on the go. There are other ways to connect your phone to your vehicle speakers too. You can see detailed instructions when you Google ways to listen to Vision. However and wherever you listen to Vision, you can be sure that the announcers, programs and music will help you look to God daily. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Foundations. Both King David and the prophet Zechariah prophesying that Mashiach would be killed by crucifixion. They were doing that at least 400 years before crucifixion even came close to where they were living. Exactly. So it can't have been talking about Mm. anybody before that time. Can't have been. Foundations. Understanding the Jewish foundations of our Christian faith. With Robbo Robinson and Mandy Warby. a series at the moment about Mashiach, the Jewish Messiah, and we've been investigating for a while all the various prophesied characteristics and criteria of this individual to see if there's any one specific person in human history who qualifies. And so far, Jesus is the only one who fits the bill. He is the only one who fits the bill because we looked at Psalm 22 last time and sort of discovered that while many ancient rabbis or most ancient rabbis believe that Psalm 22 was talking about the future Messiah, even though some modern rabbis and even from the past few centuries desperately want it to be talking about either King David himself or Israel. Mm. They can't bear the thought that it's Jesus. But here's the thing. Israel as a people never experienced what Psalm 22 says. Nor did David. And neither did David. So it can't possibly be about David or Mm. Israel. But so many... Um, ancient rabbis really did believe it was about Messiah and said so. But I want to look at another place. There are three places in Scripture that talk about Messiah being pierced. And so uh, I want to actually take a look in Zechariah. Yes, it's uh, Zechariah 12 verse 10 that says, God said, I'll pour out on the house of David and on the inhabitants of Jerusalem the spirit of grace and of supplication so that they'll look on me whom they have pierced And they'll mourn for him as one mourns for an only son. And they'll weep bitterly over him like the bitter weeping of a firstborn. So there's that that description of piercing again. And and I want to say this again. I know I'm just repeating myself. But crucifixion wasn't something that Jewish people were familiar with. Mm. And it certainly wasn't there what God had commanded them to use as a form of capital punishment. Well, that's right. You know, it was like it was like unheard of to them. Yeah, so it was a stoning was the capital yeah, punishment. As horrible as that is. Well, that's right, but that was very different to, to being pierced. So the book of Zechariah is date, was actually dated in two sections. The first eight chapters written in around the 6th century BC and then chapters 9 to 14 written in the 5th century BC. And as we've explained in other programs, it was the Persians who invented crucifixion as a form of execution uh, primarily by impaling initially. Yuck, can I just and then, say? Oh, I know, yuck. That's, impaling well, is just yuck, is Awful. Isn't it? Mm-hmm. Uh, but they used that back in the 6th century, and then Alexander the Great took it into the Mediterranean in around the 4th century, where the Phoenicians used it, and ultimately it became commonplace within the Romans, and the Romans really were the ones that perfected crucifixion. They, they had yeah. it down to a fine art, and that was obviously much closer to and during the time of Christ. So both King David and the prophet Zechariah prophesying that Mashiach would be killed by crucifixion, 
were, they were doing that at least 400 years before crucifixion even came close to where they were exactly. living. Exactly. So it can't have been talking about mm. anybody before that time. Yeah. Can't have been. And here's some context, actually, for the verse that you read in, in Zechariah 12. The setting is that the nations of the world collectively are going to be coming against Jerusalem, the holy city. It's talking about a time in the future where they would all be burdened by Jerusalem and in a frenzy to overthrow the city and destroy the inhabitants. Now, Jerusalem has been besieged in times past, and it was destroyed along with the people, the majority of whom were sent into exile. And this description shows a different outcome, however. So we know that this prophecy is talking about something that actually hasn't happened yet. It's not talking mm. about a past besieging and exile. It's something that hasn't happened. And verse 8 actually says that God is going to defend the inhabitants of Jerusalem this future time. And the situation is going to end with the destruction of the attacking nation. So again, we know that hasn't happened yet. Mm. Then if you get to verse 10... That we read earlier, that's when God said he would pour out on the house of David, on the inhabitants of Jerusalem, the spirit of grace and supplication. Doesn't that sound nice? Mm. It sounds nice, doesn't it? So that then they, that is the house of Judah, the, the Israelites, the Jews, are going to look on me whom they have pierced yeah. and then they're going to mourn as one mourns for an only son. Mm. So they're looking at somebody that they themselves are responsible for piercing. That's right. And that's where I guess it's, once again, I guess identifying who's the one that's doing the piercing and who's the one that's being pierced as helping to identify who this actually is. Precisely. Now, before we actually go on a little bit, it's really important to understand or look at how rabbis have traditionally interpreted this particular prophecy because it's pretty explicit. Because this verse is really a very stressful to a lot of modern rabbis. They don't want to attribute this verse to the Mashiach. They really don't want to do that. Mm. In fact, it's very common to just interpret this passage as talking about King Josiah, who was a really, really beloved king. He was a really good king of Judah in the southern kingdom, one of the better kings, actually. Um, and so they attribute it to him, but it doesn't make sense. He, he did actually die in battle. And I believe, was he was it the Assyrians or was it the Egyptians? Sorry, I've just forgotten. But he died in battle and he was shot with an arrow. So they mm. say, see, he was uh, pierced. Yes. That's why course. they come to that conclusion. But I guess then you've come back to the point we made a few moments ago about the fact that they look on me whom they pierced. So it's actually not the enemy that did the piercing, but it was them that did the piercing. Exactly. Yeah. Minor detail. Minor <laughs> That's detail. Right. That's right. But Semantics. God's word is very clear. Yeah. They're going to be looking on somebody that they themselves have pierced. Mm. And then when they do, it's going to break their heart. I mean, it's heart-wrenching, and yet it's wonderful because you think, finally, mm. this judicial blindness that's sitting on top of them, stopping them from being able to see Messiah, it's finally going to be lifted. Yeah. But boy, oh boy, when they do, it's going to be like, oh, my goodness. It really was you all this time. It was really you. Mm. But I want to share some um, quotes from, oh, I should have mentioned it this at the beginning, Dr. Itan Bar from the Ministry of One for Israel, whom did all of the research for this. He is such a great teacher, and he is a Messianic Jewish believer. But he wrote an article from classic Judaism and historical interpretations and understandings from what the rabbis really believed originally, what they all thought, to get an understanding of what they believed and who the identity is mentioned in Zechariah 12. I've only got time to give you one quote and we'll look at some more in the next program. 
but I want to start with Rabbi Rashi. Now, we've talked about him before, and mm. he is notorious for being very, 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 very anti-Jesus, mm-hmm. okay? And he will he went out of his way to reinterpret everything as, as much as he could to exclude Jesus. Yeah, right. But this is what he said about this prophecy in Zechariah 12, and this is a, a direct quote. He said, And the land shall mourn in Zechariah's prophecy who prophesied the future when they will mourn over Messiah, son of Joseph, who was killed. Mm. Now, that is breathtaking from, from Rabbi Rashi. I'm not saying he's a bad man, not at all. Yeah. But that's breathtaking. He's acknowledging that this one who was pierced is going to be the Messiah, son of Joseph. Mm. And we're going to look at the son of Joseph in future episodes. But this is just magnificent. So mm. therefore, it can't possibly be talking about Josiah. It can't be talking about anybody else other than the Mashiach. Okay, well, the next time we're going to be looking at some more of these quotes from classical interpretations of the passage in Zechariah and who the rabbis believed it was talking about. We'll do that next time on Foundations. This has been Foundations, a look at the Jewish foundations of our Christian faith. For study notes, resources and more, see vision.org.au slash foundations. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.